0: Welcome to A Life Designed. My name is Tina Heisman. I teach busy moms how to get everything done and still have time and energy for themselves and their families. My passion is for helping women become the mother, wife, and career woman they want to be. The topic of today's podcast is expectations are killing the intimacy in your marriage. But before we get started talking about that, I want to remind you that I have a free private group on Facebook where you can come to get positive inspiration for your life. It's called A Life Designed, and so I hope you'll join us. And also, I have created a free download for you called The Ultimate Guide to Guilt-Free Self-Care. It's a guide to help you take care of yourself in mind, body, and spirit so you can feel like your best self every day. Visit my website, TinaHeisman.com, to download it. Now let's dive in and talk about how expectations are killing the intimacy in your marriage. So today I'm going to share a story with you and then a teaching. And so you might not have this exact story in your arsenal of stories of how your husband doesn't meet your expectations, but I hope that you can apply the teaching to whatever story that you have. So that's kind of my intention here for that. So here we go. So back when my kids, were much younger, little, Alyssa was probably like one and maybe so that meant Tyler would be about four. I had just joined a bunko group in my neighborhood and I loved it. It was so much fun. It was a chance to get out with other moms and relax and talk and have fun. And so of course, I would need my husband to be home on those evenings to take care of the kids. And so that allowed me to go and relax unless I were to get pay a babysitter, of course, but usually it worked out that my husband could do it. So one night, I came home, and it was pretty late, probably somewhere between 11 and midnight, and I walked into the house, and it was a mess. And all I can remember is that the family room it just had toys everywhere. The anger I felt when I saw that was immediate and hot. It was volatile. My husband was nowhere to be seen, but I think he was in his office back by the kids' bedrooms. And so I started picking up the toys and slamming them into the toy box. This was really unlike me, but I was so angry. And so that caused Paul to come out of his office. And now he's angry because of the ruckus that I'm making. Ruckus, that's a funny word, isn't it? Um, And so he says to me, what are you doing? And I don't really know what I said, but it was just something about picking up the toys and I was not nice about it and... Probably like darts or daggers were just coming out of my eyes. And he said, You're gonna wake up the kids. I don't even think any more words came out of my mouth. I just kept slamming toys into the toy box. I was so mad, so mad. And he's like, You get a night out and this is how you come home and react? And I was like, In my mind, that was the wrong thing to say to me, mister. And so I heatedly replied to him. It's not a night out for me if I have to come home and clean up this mess. You should have done it. So I felt so angry, you guys. I can like feel the anger in me now as I'm like telling you this story. I felt disrespected and unloved. I felt like he didn't care about me. And this, in many of our marriages, is where problems come in. It's when we tie feelings and emotions to behaviors of other people and in my situation here I tied my all of those feelings to my expectation that my husband would clean up the house at the end of the night before I got home I expected that the house would be clean when I came home and when it was not I felt angry and and sorry for myself you know what I mean obviously and so what I have learned since that time is that when we tie our emotions, like our happiness or peace to the behavior that we are expecting from another person, we are asking for trouble. And it's kind of funny because in the Bible, James 4, 1 through 2 reads, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You want something, but don't get it. Yep. That caused a quarrel. I wanted a clean house when I came home, but I did not get it. I thought my expectation was reasonable and you probably do too. I wanted the toys picked up at the end of the night. It was something that we normally did when I was at home at night, like almost every night. And I expected it would be the same if I wasn't home. And a clean living room is really important to me, but it's not that important to my husband. He didn't care that all the toys were over the living room. That was not a problem to him. And so this might sound a little bit harsh to some of you, but since I'm the one that cares about the living room, that's all on me. It's my responsibility to deal with it. And I have two choices in a situation like this. When I want a clean living room, I can clean it up or I can leave it messy. Either way, it's not a problem. The living room itself. That circumstance. The problem is when I tied my emotions to the messy living room, when I got angry about that, and when I took my husband's lack of cleaning up the toys to mean so much more than it did. Can you see how tying our emotions to how we expect others to act is kind of risky business? So, here's what I want to teach you about expectations that will alleviate so much suffering in your life. Are you ready? Each of us is responsible for meeting our own needs. No one else on this planet is responsible for meeting our needs, unless we're a child, of course, which we're not anymore. So there are two reasons for this. First, when we expect someone else to meet our needs, we are, in essence, forcing them to do or be something that we want them to be. We are trying to change them and control their behavior. And so we should ask ourselves, would I want my husband attempting to control my behavior? And probably the answer is no. So this does go on in marriage both ways between men and women and women and men. And I think our thought is not that we're trying to control someone, that's not a conscious thought, but that's what's happening beneath the surface unknowingly. And so the second reason that we should be responsible for meeting our own needs is because as we said earlier, if we rely on another person to meet our needs, that means we are giving them power over our emotions. That sucks, you guys, because that means if they do something to make us happy, then we can feel happy. Or if they do something that makes us sad or mad, then we have to feel sad or mad. Do you want to give your power away like that? This means that the only way that you or I are going to feel happy is if our husband behaves how we want them to. I know, you probably never thought about it like that. And it might be a little mind blowing if you haven't. You guys, this approach does not lead to happiness in marriage. You know what? We don't really want it to be that way. You don't just want your husband doing whatever you want him to do just because you said to do it. Like really you don't, right? Like That's not why we married them. We married them because they're amazing people in their own right doing things their own way. What leads to happiness in marriage and increased intimacy in marriage is letting go of expecting our husbands to behave in a certain way. And guess what, my friends? This feels like such freedom. It is, ah, you can hear me take a deep breath. Like it is so freeing. It is so much better when you don't have to be responsible how other people behave it's so good and when you don't have to have your emotions tied to what they do you can feel better more of the time come with me on this little imagination i'm imagining a string that starts like maybe at my belly button and connects at my husband's belly button just an average everyday ordinary string the string represents the tie of my emotions to his behavior And when I let go of expectations of him, I cut the string and then we're both free. Ah, And it feels so much better than worrying whether or not he will do something that makes me feel happy. I'm the only person that can make me feel happy or sad or whatever it is I might want to feel. So I know what you're thinking. (laughs) This doesn't mean that we can't ask our husband to pick up the toys. It doesn't mean we can't ask him to take out the trash or whatever we would like to ask of him. But what it means is that we shouldn't tie our happiness or our peace or our centeredness on whether or not he does what we've asked. And we shouldn't make it mean that he doesn't care about us. I would suggest if you have something like this that you're struggling with, Instead of getting angry with him and slamming toys like I did, try to ask him about why it is that he's not doing those things. Don't do it in the heat of the moment when you're all angry. Find a separate time where you can be peaceful and just get curious and just ask him just that, you know, that you just want to understand, like, really, you're not trying to force anything here. I just really want to understand and really listen to him because I am willing to bet you he has a really good reason that makes a whole lot of sense. You might not agree with it, but just understanding it is going to help you have more connection with him, more understanding, a deeper understanding of him. Isn't that something we say we want in marriage? We want to feel deeply connected to our spouse, but boy, in an incident like the one I'm sharing with you, and I've had many other incidents like these in my marriage, we're actually cutting off that intimacy and cutting off that connection and not allowing ourselves to know our husband more deeply, right? Isn't that kind of crazy? So if we really want to be truly happy and at peace in this world, we have to let go of our expectations for how we think other people should act. Our happiness should not depend on anyone else's behavior. And in fact, it doesn't really. We think it does, but many of you know that I teach the model, which is a concept put together by master coach instructor, Brooke Castillo. And in this model, a circumstance happens, then we have a thought about it, then we have a feeling about it, which causes us to take an action, like slamming toys, and that brings about a result. So our example today, the circumstance was that my husband did not pick up the toys, as you could see, they were all over the floor when I came home. My thought that I had was that he should have picked up the toys. And that thought created the feeling of anger within me. And that anger caused me to slam toys into the toy box as I was cleaning them up. And that made an argument happen between me and my husband, which ultimately killed the intimacy in our marriage for the rest of that evening and until we resolved that dispute, which I don't even remember. <laughs> so that's how. We can see that he's not causing my emotions; I'm causing them. You guys, what if I could have come home and not cared about that at all? What if, what if I could have looked at it and maybe felt disappointed, but had a different thought, like, "Oh, he must have had something to work on that he he was really excited to work on tonight," or um, it's just the fact that it's not important to him, right? A different woman might have had a different thought on that and then a different feeling. And so that's possible for me too. And we really just have to ask ourselves, what do you want? Like, do you want to have intimacy and a deeper connection in your marriage? And if you do, this is a teaching that you can take. And so the thing is, like maybe a little sporadic incident like this every now and again doesn't cause too much trouble in our marriage, but more than likely for most of us, this happens repeatedly. And that's what's killing the intimacy in our marriages in a big way and driving wedges in our marriage. And I have so many women coming to me that are like, not even sure if they can bridge the gap anymore, because they've been driven so far apart. The great news is you guys, you can stop this insanity and you can bring the intimacy back. And I know that it's easier said than done. And I know this is kind of a big concept to grasp. So if you I would just suggest start practicing on small expectations, like maybe the trash or something like that, or just start asking questions, try and start a conversation gently and easily and see how it goes. And if this is something that you would like to work on cultivating further, reach out to me for a marriage coaching session and I will help you get a handle on it. I know it's much easier when you can talk to someone about your exact situation and then you can solve your problems more directly. So that's all I've got for you guys today. Remember, I have created the ultimate guide to guilt-free self-care. That's on my website to help you feel like your best self. And you can come on to the private group on Facebook, A Life Designed, to get some positive inspiration for your life and your marriage. Thank you so much, and I will see you next week.